This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I don't know if you heard about this movie that's out or coming out. It's called Lady Ballers. And uh, from what I understand, it's some kind of a conservative comedy. Wow. Isn't that kind of a oxymoron, at least in some circles? I don't know. But anyway, there's this post about it. I don't really know much about the movie, but the little bits that I've seen uh, do seem to me a little bit entertaining, I guess, at least in some circles. But here's the post, kind of unrelated to any of that nonsense. Um. And it starts off, and it's in response to something. And it says, uh, seriously, of course your divorce is affecting your daughter. 70% of all people in prison come from broken families. She's twice as likely to do drugs, twice as likely to drop out of school, four times as likely to have trouble fitting in, three times as likely to end up in therapy, twice as likely to commit suicide, and 50% more likely to have health problems. This is amazing when you think about this. I don't know if these statistics are true. Um, you know, uh, is, is there factual evidence to back this up? And my gut feeling is that there is, actually. Uh, I've spoken about it as a product of a divorced family. And if you know me talking about my parents, I don't harbor some big, you know, cry me a river story. I think my parents were great. Fact of the matter is, uh, the divorces have affected our families, including my own, including my own. I'm not judging. Um, anyway, it just jumped out at me when I looked at those facts. Really jumped out at me. How many people, you know, take this this idea of a commitment to marriage as being, um, you know, not not very permanent? And um, you know, like I said, I'm not pointing any fingers, but as a society. Uh, I brought this up the other day, divorce, debt, and dumb decisions. I said it before. How much do you say that the government is a reflection of us, our representative government, representing who we are as a society? We don't like what we see. Hence hence the conflict. I don't know. I'm just drawing that analogy. But let me put it to you another way. Um, back in the early 90s, it would have been the late 90s, I began um, changing my role in real estate development. I was getting more on the project management side, which I really enjoyed, and uh, had built some houses leading up to that, just single houses here and there, and then finally got a chance to manage my first development, 81 homes. And uh, it was what we were calling then an over-55 community, a retirement community, some people would say. Basically... The federal government modified the fair housing rules to allow for age discrimination in favor of old people and, of course, in favor of the taxing authority as well. How's that? Well, they allowed the development of these over 55 communities, very restrictive in terms of allowing any children at all, which means no uh, impact on the school district, even though they pay school taxes. Isn't that something? 
it wasn't just uh, unique here. It was an arrangement that was going on around the country. Dell Webb, for example, a huge developer out in Arizona, installing interchanges along uh, interstates out there. Imagine that. I remember going out there to, to see the scale of what they were doing. It was really phenomenal. But anyway, all over the country, these over 55, reverse age discrimination, whatever you want to call it, and it still exists. I think the market's mostly dried up, but uh, the ones that are out there that exist seem to be doing just fine and um, seem to attract their nice little market. And I could see why. I could see why. Because it's for the, um, uh, you might say stuffy. <laughs> Somebody listening who lives on these, I'm not stuffy. <laughs> yes, you are. If you live in an over five community, over 55, you're stuffy. <laughs> I went on, that started my career, by the way, that first project of building nothing but over 55 housing for um, quite a few years after that, many millions of dollars worth. Um, and um, anyway, let me, let me tell you the reason I bring it up, what I learned about that demographic. In fact, I wrote an article that I had submitted. This is a really funny story for you. Just tell you how, how magazines and news work, okay? I had gotten on the cover of Builder Magazine as one of the country's top designers. And the reason I was selected for that was the volume of ads that we were running. It had nothing to do with any design contest or anything like that. Pretty funny, right? Now, consequently, fast forward, I'm having a booming career in over 55 development, I meant that, very successful communities, very successful projects, brought a lot of value, a lot of great ideas, was not why I brought it up. Anyway, um, I hired a publicist, right, just to expand my career at the time, I hired a publicist, they reach out to Professional Builder Magazine or whoever it was, you know, would you be accepting articles? Yes, we would. So we worked together. I paid her to write this article, basically take my ideas and turn it into something newsworthy or whatever. And uh, she sends it to them. I'm going to get back to her. It says, oh, we're not accepting any unsolicited. <laughs> so in other words, um, if you're not running ads, then they're not interested in running your material at the same time. Um, that just gives you an idea of how things work. You'd think that, oh, they're going to censor the content based on the advertisers. The advertisers are running the content in some of these cases. Really amazing. But none of that is the reason that I bring any of this up. The reason that I bring it up is that I had to learn that demographic, which for me meant over 55 retirees or soon-to-be retirees, high... Um, um, I wouldn't say high middle class, but higher middle class. Uh, white people, mostly. White people, mostly. I'm not sure. I'm sure there was some uh, non-whites, but of all those houses that I built in that demographic, I don't really remember any. And they were very particular, very uh, pristine, just about all the houses. Almost all of them had housekeepers, if not. The um, husband and wife that lived there, you know, ran around cleaning. These places were just kept immaculate, immaculate. And um, this is how they lived their lives like this. You know, the middle class, uh, the preppies, I guess they were at one time. And now here they were retiring. But here's what really stood out to me. They basically were very selfish by on purpose and bragged about it. 
How many times I heard to them, ah, why leave it to the kids? I'm going to spend it, enjoy it while I can. Um, very different than generations prior to that. Now, I was watching all this go on as someone with no inheritance, okay? Um, and I thought, well, I would like to leave something for my children. And as I get older, uh, especially when I see what's going on, it becomes more and more important to me, actually, to maybe even be able to help them, you know, before I die, God willing, which is a, you know, could be a real challenge for us. We'll see. Not really a position to be buying my kids' houses, you know what I mean? Particularly not in the in this market, in any market for that matter. But it all struck out to me the level of selfishness. And I wonder now as I reflect back on it if those same people realized how much they had gained in inheritance, any of them, whether it was real inheritance, cash, money from their parents, or the inheritance of this country and the success of the country, the momentum as a whole. And not that they weren't hardworking people, because they were. And I got to know many of them very well, some very, very good people, by the way, all my joking aside. Um, but the, the prevalence of selfishness and this idea that I don't know my kids anything. And I wonder how their kids, who now have kids, like me, for example, um, how differently their outlook is with their children. They don't even know what an inheritance is. But anyway, I guess here's my point. You know, I think the answer to our country's problems pretty much lies in a couple of basic things. One, getting our families patched back together, which will hopefully naturally patch our communities back together foster some kind of a sense of community. Where does that exist anymore? I don't see it where we're at. Sense of family, we don't have it because of divorces, my own included, like I said. It's just hard to continue relationships with all this brokenness, hurt feelings, lost expectations, real impact. The financial impact of the divorces is real. And talk about not being able to leave anything to the kids. Lucky to survive after that. Um, but, you know, building up our, our own families and communities and businesses and people getting back involved in government, it's it's boring. You know, people say, now, ah, I'd like to just get away from all this. I'm going to go out there and, and live with the Amish. <laughs> you know, you look at those those young men and they're strack. Right? They're thin, they're chiseled. Do you think that that comes from sitting around playing video games in the air conditioning? No, it does not. And uh, you think that they're just out there frothing around in the fields? La, 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 la. <laughs> the cows just milk themselves and the fields plow themselves without any electricity or gas-fired vehicles for that matter. Amazing, really. No, I'm going to say it's very, very different than that. And it's boring. Because you know what? Every spring they got to plant, every fall they got to harvest, whether they like it or not, whether they want to or not, whether it's fair or not. None of it matters. And they view things like uh, inheritance and legacy quite a bit different. Quite a bit different. And so I guess part of what I'm trying to say, the, the key to our future lies a lot in us taking control ourselves. And whatever your background, like I said, my own imperfect background, 
nothing I can do to go back and change what I've done in the past or what's happened in the past. But all I can do going forward is try and instill the best family values in my children, which they're doing great, by the way. Thank goodness something something worked out. I think I will have a decent legacy. So what's going on? A couple of stories we'll go through here. Um, my heat's fine, yes, by the way. Thank you. A couple of people reached out. I didn't mean to make it sound so traumatic. I was only trying to make a point. Uh, in the wintertime, chances are if you live in North America, you need heat. And all this different things about survival. And I mean, look, the, the average person, the reason I speak about it, the average person, if I say to you, hey, what do you, how do you think about disaster planning? They think paper towels, toilet paper, Costco. I mean, this is why you got, you got to talk about the, hey, we got a major storm coming through. What are you going to do? Oh, run to Costco. <laughs> oh, okay. Makes sense. Do you have heat? What do you mean? I got to go. I got to get paper towels. You're going to wrap yourself in them. Somebody might. Let me not put that out there. Anyway, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. We've got a service contract. That's why it wasn't a big deal. And um, like I said, it was like 50 degrees. I think we had three or four space heaters running. And um, I found a little problem in my electric system, by the way. Our panel's maxed out. And we have a sub-panel upstairs, which is... Kind of crazy considering the size of the house, frankly. i got to kind of get to the bottom of this. I feel like there's some kind of waste going on in my panel. And none of it's labeled, of course. You really want me to go on this tirade? Somebody who's an electrician listening right now, explain to me. Why electricians have such a hard time labeling a stinking panel? I don't know. Why would you do that? I don't understand. Um, Lots of things I could say. I got to work on that. It's a real pain. Every time I find one, I look over, then I don't label it either. Go figure. Maybe that's why they don't do it, just laziness. But I want to just tell you a minute some of the redundancy that I have in terms of heat because it's that serious that to live here, in my opinion, you know, there's a million and one things that could create a problem where you lose heat, can't get oil. We're on oil heat. Electric goes out. One of those two things happen. We have a generator that we can run the circulator pump and keep the heat on if we had, didn't have electric. So that problem is solved. It could be a heater breakdown in a big storm. They can't get out here. You know, winter uh, windstorm come through with lots of snow. You could potentially be blocked in for a few days. And if it's windy and 10 degrees out, you got a huge, huge problem. So what do we do with that? Um, if the generator, number one, if the power goes out, like I said, um, we have a, quite a uh, setup of space heaters, if need be. Um, now, if I if I was seriously had to heat the house with space heaters in the very cold, um, or pr- provide a, a heavy reliance on space heaters, I'll tell you everything we have in a minute. Uh, number one, you want to plug them directly into the wall, but I would run some of them off the generator, probably three off of our um, eight thousand plus watt generator. I think I could run three. Um, and maybe four off the house electric system without creating any problems, seven of those running. Not going to keep the house warm and 10 degrees and windy, but probably keep it above freezing, I would think. In addition to that, I've got um, about eight tanks, eight 30-pound or 15-pound propane tanks, whatever they are, grill size. So we have them for our grill, and I just keep an extra stock of them, you see. 
and I have a heat head for that, which I don't know what the BTU on that is. And the idea is we would put that in the basement, run it, the heat would come up through the house. Again, not enough to keep the house warm, but if it's 10 degrees and windy and we're running space heaters, we might put that on as well, right? So this would be like a if I got to get through three or four days of really trouble, okay? Um, we have uh, sterno cans, and I have uh, denatured alcohol. If we really get into trouble, we would drain the heater system. We would come down into the basement, which never gets below freezing, and um, we would block it off and go to auxiliary heat down here, which we could survive all winter down here without any heat, really. We rely on our uh, solar lighting. So we have everything covered. Um, that's the kind of sustainability that we want in that regard. I don't have it for everything. Food becomes an issue, but we literally have the ability to um, sustain indefinitely here without any connection to the outside, which is pretty cool. Um, anyway, we were fine with the heat. That's what I wanted to tell you. Couple stories I wanted to go through just to give you a little update. Dow is way up. Uh, I was looking at our funds. I, I always resisted this. Um, our stock and retirement funds are available online, and until like the past two weeks, I never accessed it that way because I just I've got another nine years before I turn sixty-two, um, and I just I just choose that. I don't really want to go into it right now, but I chose not to be seeing the day by day. Well, anyway, I broke that. I'm probably going to regret it. Everything's up, up, up. Market's up. Seems kind of counterintuitive, right? Why would that be? Well, I'm going to tell you why I think. A couple reasons. The Dow, typically, the ups and downs are what the Dow sees going forward, not a reflection of what's happened or what is happening. The future price of the market built in to today. And that becomes the question. How far in advance are you buying? Okay, people are doing this in real estate. This is unheard of. And I don't recommend this. You say, you know, today that property's worth a hundred thousand. I know that in two years it's gonna be worth a hundred and twenty. So I'll tell you what, I'll give back eighteen months to do the deal. I'll offer you a hundred and fifteen thousand. To me, it's nuts. But anyway, uh, that's how convinced investors are that inflation is going to continue. And uh, uh, that brings me to the Dow. I think that's part of the reasoning why. Um, I think there may be some other fundamental economic reasons. Time of year, war going on, lots of government spending, um, you know, not an election year. Which brings me to the political side and the future Dow. I think that there's an expectation Trump is going to be president. That's my gut feeling. I, I know this can... I said the other day, I think they'll do whatever they have to to stop him. They may not be able to stop it. I think he is going to be the next president. How much we have to go through to get to that, God only knows. But I think the market is seeing that with Trump, you'll see better domestic growth. All they have to do is um, create, you know, slow the government spending, push it to the private sector for growth, um, provide the tax breaks to encourage the use of private money I've been talking about. Employment will go up, lower interest rates, people will begin buying houses, the immigrants will go to work, and you could see a boom, a huge boom overnight in this country. We've been through tough times. The basics are easy. And, you know, kind of back to the farming analogy, the, 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 the Amish, you know, maybe you didn't do a good job with your crops last year, and you did a horrible job the year before, and, you know, so on and so forth. 
and there's not a lot of seed left, and the plow's beat up. But you know what? It's still possible that you can turn that into a good crop, believe it or not. You know, the corn doesn't know how well you took care of the plow. I don't mean to keep going these BS philosophical analogies, but I'm just saying that it wouldn't be hard to turn things around. And uh, I think Trump understands the basics of how to do that. Um, I want to mention this story. Um, Gateway Pundit and Cowboy Logic, I don't know who that is, offered proof that the DOJ edited the January 6th uh, so-called insurrection videos. Why aren't the attorneys screaming about this? I don't understand. Attorneys for the defendants, I I just saw it today. The gold medalist I mentioned yesterday. Indeed. Um, I think six months six months house arrest, uh, three years probation or something like that. I don't know. By the way, my voice sounds funny. I think I got a sinus infection again. I was feeling crappy. I was feeling a little better. I think I got to go see the doc, get the, get the antibiotics. I got to get the blue pill. Aren't they blue? Or whatever they are. <laughs> no, that's not that one. I, was, I let the guy out of the back. No. Relax. Um, so, let's talk about climate change, shall we? Climate change. Ironically, the weather here over the weekend was uh, completely moderate. We got a ton of rain over the past week and a half. At no point was there any flooding. At no point was there any high wind. It was this slow, steady, beautiful, gentle rain. Fully replenishing the aquifers, the creeks, streams, and ponds just in time for winter. After a bit of a dry spell, they actually declared a drought earlier in the year. But that's long behind us. I piled the leaves up under my uh, green giant arborvitaes. That with the rain, they are smiling, singing out there. The weather is beautiful. Our lawn never looks so good. I've never spent so much time outside. I am not making any of this up. The weather has been fan-freaking-tastic. Oh, it got a little cold. It is December here. Believe it or not, it's a good thing. The ground hasn't even frozen yet, though. This is uh, crazy what they're pushing, this nonsense with climate change. All lies, baseless lies. Are people going to believe it? Climate collapse in real time. What does this say, uh? Uh, COP28 urges COP28 to act. What is this action that they want? Well, one of the board members from this group resigned because they were making deals for oil in advance of this climate meeting, supposedly. And then Venezuela is talking about invading their neighbor, by the way. Let me talk about that um, separately. Meanwhile, uh, Axios is reporting on a study that warns about climate change misinformation during extreme weather. As Latin American leaders head to the COP28 climate study summit, a new study, who knows what that is, warns that some politicians and their followers have been using recent extreme weather events to spread misinformation about climate change, a new report finds. Why it matters. 
more than one million people in Latin America and the Caribbean, were internally displaced in 2021 because of disasters worsened by climate change and a failure to address the issue through policies that will lead to more displacement, according to a different study released last week. The big picture, climate change misinformation surges in most places around the world following major events, the authors write. Details. In the latest report released Wednesday, researchers analyzed 14 extreme weather events that took place in Latin America this year and last. That includes flooding. Without any evidence, uh, local politicians, a conservative general, journalist, and users on WhatsApp blame the flooding on a broken dam, a false theory that quickly spread online. This goes on and on with this nonsense. I'm not going to keep billowing out this Axios nonsense to you. But it's the like the argument from California. The wildfire devastation, a result of climate change or lack of proper forest management. Ironically enough, let me just share this with you. Here that I am in the um, liberal Looneyville section of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia. Should I say liberal Looneyville? That's not very nice. Uh, very wise, good intention, liberal. It's all Democrats. Point. Okay. So they know about climate change. Is my point. Okay. They know all about it. Despite that, there are apartments being built in our town right now in the floodplain. They approved it. Now, they're sensible people. These people are not stupid. I can attest to that. I mean that. So they've elevated the level of the first floor. Fantastic. My wife lived in such an apartment along the Schuylkill River. I just kind of shake my head. I said, you know this when you rented it? They literally did flood. The, the garage underneath flooded. She had moved her car prior, went back to the apartment, got trapped there. And I can't imagine, I can't wait for the images of this, right? When they're, when they're having to rescue somebody out of the apartment to go to the hospital or something. Knowing that they built it in the floodplain, knowing that climate change is on the way, no, knowing that it's always flooded out down there. Actually, actually, the flooding is a lot, 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 lot less. Do you know why? I hate to let the cat out of the bag. They built two flood control dams, and son of a gun, if they didn't beat climate change. Good forest management, good stormwater management, good building codes, people being internally displaced. Yeah, because the roofs blew off their shacks because of climate change. Here's the, the real deal. They want, to, uh, they want to tax rich companies, countries, to move money into uh, poor countries and call it climate restitution. And in reality, what this is about is not taking the money and giving it to those countries. They'll take the money and they'll use it to acquire companies and land and resources in Africa and other poor countries under the guise of climate change. And it'll be a partnership in the beginning. Oh, gonna, we're going to bring jobs to Sudan and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see. You see how all that goes. 
Next thing you know, there'd be military bases there. They've already started. Why is there why is there uh American forces been in Africa? Hmm? I think the Chinese beat us to it. They say we can play this game too. All nonsense. Listen to this. I'll tie this all together for you. Jury uh, orders egg suppliers to pay $17 million in damages for price gouging. Egg suppliers got together to create a false uh, shortage, false scarcity. Why? To drive up the prices. And remember, people were running around buying chickens. You see it going on with beef right now. Uh, We want Americans to eat less beef. Why? Drive up the prices. Why? So Latin America make more. So the American politician here is, yeah, 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 I'll help you out with this. Yeah, we're going to have to charge more for beef, wink, wink, because of climate change. Ha! You know, I, I hate to do this to you good people, but I have to charge you more to, to save you from yourself. Thank you, wise politician. You betcha. You betcha. You betcha, good Americans. Happy to do it. That's what they, the game. They play the scarcity. There was no scarcity of eggs, chicken, none of this stuff. Bunch of crap. I think it's half the time where they feed some of these conspiracy. All the fires at the food process. All these fires. Oh, we're going to run out of food. People run up the price, run up the demand. After all, the weather's been so nice. We didn't have any snow last year. They didn't sell enough bread and eggs and toilet paper. What do people do with all this excess toilet I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Uh, look at that. Did you hear this about this? You know, one billion uh, king crabs have vanished. Yeah, and this is what they're saying. They want you to believe like that these crabs just walked themselves over into the, the great divide or whatever underwater, just went off into an underwater cliff and just vanished, vanished into the devil himself, sucked up all the crab legs. I think to myself, how do they know how many there are? How do they know that they vanished? Oh, they know. Yep, I bet they do. They didn't move. It's vanished. No signs of any carcasses watching up on the beaches. Nope. Vanished. Hmm. I don't even think this stuff. I don't think I don't. There's been plenty of. I haven't noticed any problem getting any king crab. I haven't any shortage of restaurants or anything like that. All bunch of bunk. Anyway, I'm just giving you the update. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, I'll save that for last. Well, no, I won't. Uh, local guy here. Fired off a round from his rifle, penetrated the neighbor's house. You get in trouble for that. Just so you know, careful with your firearms. You're going to, here in Pennsylvania, you have an accidental discharge and it goes through somebody else's house without an injury. You're likely going to get probation, lose your firearms for that little stunt. So be careful. I want to leave you with this little story. Police raid Moscow gay bars. After the top court, court rules that LGBTQ is an extremist designation in Russia. Um, what do you say about that? You know, as much damage as I've seen come about as the result of gay marriage, I don't, still don't blame it on gay marriage itself. But as out of control as I see everything with the trans movement and the kids now, um, I would say that things really need to be brought back to some level of normal before we end up back in a situation like this. And I don't know that it was that long ago that it wasn't going on. People weren't allowed to be openly gay, at least in some places. 
I don't know that that's the direction that we want to go, is it now? Wow. What do you say about that? I'd say that's pretty conservative extreme, don't you? And this, I think, is um, what the left pushes. Oh, you want to go back? Somehow, that there has to be, who was it that was asking? When does the left go too far left? Never! <laughs> when is too much conservative, man? Too much. People want to live their lives. There's got to be some kind of balance in there. Where does that lie? I guess that's the question, isn't it? God willing, I'm going to be back. I'm looking at Wednesday. I got a crazy week. I thought there's going to be a modified schedule. I'll see you soon. Make it a great day. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.